Yo, thank you for clicking on the Sean B show. Today is an exciting episode because it is a great day. Okay. It is a great day to be a Colts fan. Saturday night football Colts Texans. I just, I can't stop talking about it, but I got to stop talking about it for a second because this episode was recorded on January 6th, the year 2024 in the edge construction studio in Columbus, Indiana. Edge Construction, the masters of the construction industry, right? Site development, dirt work, need it. They got it. 812-343-3035. Call my man Brian and let him know I sent you. Let him know the Sean B. Show is why you're calling. I want to talk to you, my man, because my guy said so. That's right. Colts Texans today. You want to look good for the game? Go to Main Character and Company on Facebook and schedule an appointment. Sarah Burton over there, main character and company, making you look good and feel good so you can play good. I need to stop babbling and just get to the show. So here we go. You're listening to The Sean B Show on Second String Media. Hello, everyone, and welcome into The Sean B Show. It is... Saturday, January 6, 2024. Just three years since the United States Capitol was stormed. Bad, bad day in U.S. history. But today, a great, great day in NFL history and in Colts history. All right, today could go down as a great day in Colts lore. We got a lot to, a lot of things to be excited about today. I'm really jacked. Um, Colts play tonight. It's uh, Saturday Night Football on ESPN. Got Buck and Aikman, Colts, Texans. That's when you know it's a big game. You get Buck and Aikman late season, it's a big game. All right? You've done something. You've done something right. It's a big game to get Buck and Aikman. Week 18, Texans, Colts, everything on the line. Winner, going to the playoffs. Find out what seed tomorrow Loser going home. Loser's got nothing left. So as excited as we are about the Colts today, who, by the way, are a home underdog. As excited as we are about the Colts today and uh, what today could bring, uh, it's equally terrifying to know that uh, in a worst-case scenario situation, this could be the last day of the Colts NFL season. It's a bad feeling. I don't love it. I don't love it, but I tell you what, I choose to be excited. Now, I'll be behind a bar tonight. Hopefully, not too many people bother me as I'm trying to watch the Colts beat the Texans. But I know how that's going to go. I know how that's going to go. And it's weird when they flex these games into situations like with bars, right? Like Indiana bars. We had our bands booked. Okay, band already booked tonight. Going to be loud in Ziggy's tonight. A lot of rock and roll happening in Ziggy's tonight. But, uh, you know, they flex the Colts game to Saturday night, and here we are. You know, so we just have to dance with the girl we brought, I believe is the terminology they use, the uh, the adults use. Dancing with the girl we brought, Colts Texans, tonight at 8.15 p.m. Eastern, and everything's on the line. Everything's on the line. Look, that 18th game, everybody's thinking about, You know, are we going to win the division? What seed are we going to be? Let's just think about that 18th game. All right. Now, it would be really cool if that 18th game were at home. 
which is a scenario we'll talk about here in a moment. But the reality is we just want the 18th game. Like we just don't want it to be over tonight. So week 18 is here. Kickoff at 430 today. Steelers in Baltimore. Again, the Steelers are favored to win. We'll talk uh, briefly about that here in a little bit too. But yeah, a couple articles of business to get started with before we uh, really launch into this thing. It is National Cuddle Up Day. So guys, take the time today. Cuddle up to your woman. All right. It's a nice chilly day outside here in the Midwest. Not sure where you're watching from, but it's a nice chilly day outside here in the Midwest. So cuddle up. Take the moment. Cuddle up. It's also National Technology Day, which for my kid, every day is National Technology Day. We don't need to clean our room. I've got a Switch, a tablet, and a PlayStation. I've got to, I've got to attend to all of them today. Also, I must have a movie going on Disney Plus through all of this. Oh, by the way, and I'm FaceTiming my friend while all this is happening. We're barely talking, but we feel together. That's how it goes. National Technology Day, National Cuddle Up Day. Also, it's the first Saturday of the month, and the first Saturday of every month is National Play Outside Day. Go play outside. Don't do that. It's cold. It's cold outside. But, I mean, if you want to put on a jacket, a little hat, some gloves, go play outside. Ah, fine. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. We are uh, here today. It's a celebration, right? Now, I'm going to be here tomorrow, too. And the... <laughs> How how tomorrow goes will largely depend on how tonight goes, okay? I can either be a really, really pissed-off guy ranting about the Colts all morning tomorrow morning, or I can be a really happy guy in excitement and anticipation for who the Colts are going to play in the playoffs and what scenario is going to come to life, all right? Again, like I said, the Texans are the favorite tonight, two-point favorites in Indianapolis. And I got to be honest, I'm not real sure why. I know they've been hot, um, but they did lose to the Panthers. You know? <laughs> I, I don't know. I I feel like there's a lot we can break down in this game, and we will. Um, you know, some key injuries on both sides to watch out for. I don't know if the Colts have anybody that's ruled out right away. But uh, there's definitely uh, there's definitely some guys that are that are on that questionable line. But we're gonna start with this Steelers Ravens game. All right, it's the 4:30 game today. It's not the one I'm here to talk about, but it's the one I'm gonna talk about because it's NFL Week 18. This game also major playoff implications for the Steelers. The Ravens have clinched number one overall seed. We're gonna look at these scenarios for the Steelers and what they have to do to, today. And what they have to have happen across the league. All right. So the Steelers. So the Steelers can go to the NFL playoffs. They must win. I'm sorry. No, they, they, they don't even have to win. God, so much going on. It's like the, it's like the Packers over in the NFC. All AFC today, though, the Steelers, they win. Buffalo loses. Steelers are in. Steelers win. Jacksonville loses or ties. Steelers are in. Pittsburgh wins. Houston and Indy tie. 
Steelers are in. Pittsburgh ties. Jacksonville loses. Houston and Indy don't tie. Steelers are in. Which kind of is exactly like number two. Pittsburgh win, Jacksonville loss. Or tie, I guess. I don't know. Jacksonville loses. Denver wins. Houston and Indy don't tie. That is the scenario where the Steelers can get in even with a loss. So, got to knock out a couple of those AFC South teams from contention. AFC South looking to get two teams into the playoffs. Maybe not. Probably so. Pittsburgh really hopes not. That's what Pittsburgh needs to happen is one of those AFC South, two, two of those AFC South teams knocked off their pedestal. And uh, I, I, ugh. I don't, first of all, let's talk about the fact that the last thing we want tonight is a tie. I don't want a goddamn tie ever, 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 ever. Because, because if Indy ties, then we need, uh, or I'm sorry, if, if Indy ties, then we need Pittsburgh to lose or tie. And again, going back to this Pittsburgh game, it's looking favorable for the Steelers. I know we're in Baltimore. I know the Ravens have clinched the number one seed. However, the Ravens, because of having clinched that number one seed, here's the list of guys that are out tonight. Odell Beckham Jr., out, rest. Lamar Jackson, out, rest. Uh, offensive lineman Kevin Zietler, out, rest. Got Daryl Worley, out. Brandon Stevens is questionable, probably not going to play. Marlon Humphrey, calf out. Malik Harrison, groin out. Kyle Hamilton, knee, questionable. Also probably not going to play. Zay Flowers, doubtful for tonight. Ronald Darby, cornerback, questionable for tonight with illness. A lot of these guys that are on that fence. Now, will they be there? Will they be in uniform? Or are they just on the sideline in a hoodie with, a, with an earpiece in? You know? Because, you know, they've got to dress so many. But a lot of these guys, you got to think, these these fringe guys, whether they're in, they're out, you got to think these guys aren't going to see a lot of action. It's a lot of Ravens sideline tonight. No reason to tread those waters. They've clinched the number one seed in the AFC. They're getting the bye. They're getting the first-round home playoff game in the divisional round. Or, sorry, not first round, the divisional round home playoff game. Steelers have Minka Fitzpatrick and Elandon Roberts both questionable uh, both on the defensive side of the football. Those would be two big losses. Now, here's the thing about the Ravens. Tyler Huntley, pretty good. Tyler Huntley, good, come in and do a great job. I don't see anything about Gus Edwards. Although I imagine, again, he'll be one of those guys. Yeah, I'm dressed, but I'm not the feature back tonight. Got to think that's the way that's going to go. Um you know, and we'll see how all this plays out at 430. Pittsburgh actually comes into this game, though. Ah, face ID. Comes into this game a three-point favorite. On the road in Baltimore, um, a lot of people like the Steelers to win. The, the big prediction is uh, that I've got is, uh, let me see here where we at. Steelers 22, Ravens 17. I don't know, man. This Ravens team has got a lot of momentum going. And we can talk about all day about resting players and, and why I think it's a terrible idea. Because I do think it's a terrible idea. 
I, I like the idea of momentum going from week to week. It seems to play big in a lot of in a lot of people's favors. You know, they always talk about you know what they've done over the past few weeks. What kind of momentum is this team riding with? And it's important. But the Ravens again, you know, they say you know, well, what if Lamar gets hurt tonight? And with Lamar, that's a fair question. He gets hurt a lot. Hadn't got hurt this year. What if he got hurt in week thirteen? You know what I mean? I, I've always said that momentum matters, and I'm not I'm not one of those guys. It's like these guys are paid to play football. Go play football. I'm not that guy. But momentum matters when you're trying to keep some things going. You, you, you talk about the Ravens, a team that got hot at the right time. Momentum matters. Momentum matters. The Steelers have to win, uh, and that, which which is not necessarily the case you got to think they they want to just go ahead and win but even if they win like i said they don't necessarily guarantee themselves a playoff berth you know the steelers go in and they win that game you know then they need buffalo to lose they need jacksonville to lose or tie they need houston indy to tie you know pittsburgh needs help <laughs> i think they called on mason rudolph maybe a little too late um you know this offense the last couple weeks has averaged 32 and a half points a game with Rudolph at the helm, 200 yards on the ground last week, 200 yards on the ground against Seattle. They're going to need that same kind of thing today. Cause like I said, despite whether Baltimore's got guys sitting or not, this is not going to be an easy out. This will not be something that's just simple. That just happens because Lamar Jackson's not playing. Because OBJ is not playing, because Zay Flowers probably isn't playing, it's not gonna. This, it's, you're just not gonna walk in there, and 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 do it like that. John Harbaugh, still the head coach, he's done a great job with that team this year. That team at the end of this season, and this is why I hate this move. Coming into the last few weeks of this season, this Baltimore team has so much momentum. So much momentum and so many things riding in the direction of their favor. You're already going to be off next week. I don't like this move. I'm not saying that because I want Pittsburgh to lose. I'm simply saying from a momentum standpoint, now you're going to have a situation where your key guys are not going to have had played serious football in, in, in weeks, I mean, the, the starters even sat at the end of the Miami game. Understandably, they were up by 30 or 40. Momentum matters in football. Football is a very emotional game. You can watch these guys play. You know it's an emotional game. Momentum matters. But uh, Pittsburgh, like I said, Three-point favorites. Hard to break this game down because you really don't know what they're facing. You can look at Mason Rudolph and what he's done over the past couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, and like I said, we'll go back to this uh, Seattle game last week. You know, Rudolph, 18-24 to 24 for 274. Najee Harris, 122 yards, two tutties. Let's get into them stats. Jalen Warren had a tutty of his own with 75 additional rushing yards. I mean, that's insane. That's Those are insane numbers. Two running backs, that dominant, plus Mason Rudolph, was relatively efficient and threw for 274. 
This doesn't look like the making of a seven-point game, but the Seahawks held on. Seahawks had some things going for him. Geno was 23-33 for 290 and a tud. Didn't have the rushing attack the Steelers had. DK Metcalf had his day. He always does. Smith and Jigba got a touchdown. But at the end of the day, the Steelers, over the last couple of weeks, have done what they have to do to continue to stay relevant and in this fight. Now, what I appreciate, I didn't want to see Mike Tomlin's um, winning record streak go down the toilet. I didn't want to see that. So I'm really glad the Steelers got this win last week. They're 9-7. and seven. The worst they can finish is 9-8. and eight. Tomlin gets another winning season. That's a, that's a remarkable number. The fact that he has coached for as long as he's coached and has never had a losing season. It's remarkable. Steelers lots of momentum, but let's look at this Ravens team real quick. Let's 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 look exactly what we're dealing with with these Baltimore Ravens in this Miami game. I mean, this is the loss. This is this is this is the loss that Miami will never forget. Because it's like, hey, we think we're good, you know, we're eleven and four, and then boom, they get the shit kicked out of them by the team that's actually going to be the number one seed. Lamar throws for five tuds, eighteen of twenty-one for three twenty-one and five touchdowns. Gus Edwards and Melvin Gordon add rushing touchdowns of their own. Isaiah Likely. Scores twice. Zay Flowers gets in there, bucks six and a tud. Justice Hill. Lamar spreads the ball all over the field. I mean, we've got eight receiving targets. Patrick Ricard, the four-yard tutty from the fullback. So this, this is this is the Ravens are riding on so much momentum that it's it's hard for me. It's going to be really hard. I remember what happened to the Colts. Jim Caldwell benches the Colts. This team was 14-0. Caldwell benches them. Now we're done. We're going to arrest you guys for the playoffs. They go out and get waxed by Marquis Sanchez and the New York Jets. I, I like momentum in football. I always hate this move every time they do it. And it's not because of fantasy football. Look, the fantasy football league that I'm in, our championship's already over. Our championship ends, what, week 15? No, 16 is our last week. So you got two weeks after of NFL football when our fantasy season's done. We do that for a reason. This has nothing to do with fantasy football implications. This is 100%. I like momentum. I like what this Ravens team is doing. Nobody wants to play this Ravens team. But momentum matters in football. And these guys will now be have, have, have been sitting for two weeks. Despite all that, I'm going to sit here and call this now. I still like the Ravens to win tonight. Um, as much as I hate to say that for Steelers fans, I like the, I like the Ravens to get the W tonight. Um, I think Tyler Huntley is going to have a big night. Um, yeah, I like the, I like the Ravens in this one. I'm sorry. Uh, even with all the guys sitting for Baltimore, I, I like the, I like the Ravens to finish 14 and three, solidify that number one seed, take their actual break. And we'll see what happens, you know, come, come scenario clinching time and all that as, as week 18 unfolds. Like I said, we got two big games tonight, 
That's one of them. The other one is the one I'm going to spend all my time today talking about. Is the one that makes me want to just drop in real quick that the Pacers got another win last night. Okay. With a huge night for the Pacers. Back to their winning ways. I have to say that. It's obligatory. They don't pay me or anything. I just, you know, Pacers are riding hot too. But this weekend is about the, the team in blue. About the team that works and shreds up on 56th Street. Plays its games downtown at the biggest building in Indianapolis. At Lucas Oil Stadium. Not the tallest. That's a massive building, though. It's a big old building. Those Indianapolis Colts. Those home underdog Indianapolis Colts. Tonight. C.J. Stroud goes on and says Indianapolis is a weak city. I don't even know what he's trying to do there. He's pissed off a bunch of rednecks. The Colts home underdogs, as it sits right now, two-point underdogs. I like Moneyline Indy. It's plus 110 right now on Caesars Sportsbook, which is the only place I bet. Indy Moneyline plus 110. Love that bet. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm looking at these injuries. Texans, Will Anderson Jr., questionable. Yes, ankle, questionable. Probably will play. Full speed, nah. Fullback, Andrew Beck, calf, questionable. Wide receiver, Noah Brown, out. Defensive lineman, Malik Collins, questionable with the hip. Defensive lineman, Jonathan Greenard, out with the ankle. Sheldon Rankins, questionable. Laramie Tunsil, questionable. Robert Woods, questionable. These guys are a little banged up. And the Colts have a few, too. And the Colts, look, these are the big names. These are the big names. Ryan Kelly, ankle, questionable. Quentin Nelson, ankle, questionable. Kenny Moore, back, questionable. Got to have Kenny Moore tonight. You got to have Kenny Moore tonight. You know, I don't want to see anybody get hurt, play hurt, all that stuff. You got to have Kenny Moore tonight. Zach Moss, forearm, questionable. Would love to have Zach Moss and that two-headed running back monster back. And then Braden Smith, questionable with a knee. Despite the penalties, Braden Smith played pretty well last week. I expect to see all of these guys on the field. This is do or die time. I I, I 100% anticipate seeing all these guys on the field, as I do with the Texans. The question is, at what speed? Will Anderson Jr. has been a sack machine. The Colts are fifth in the NFL in sacks, and that needs to be a trademark of tonight. This, to me, is the key to the Colts winning this football game tonight. You have to make C.J. Stroud's night as long as possible. Put the man through hell. Show him what it's like. Introduce the rook to the NFL and to playoff environments. C.J. Stroud has to absolutely be miserable tonight. That doesn't mean he's not going to throw for a lot of yards. He's done great. He's had a great year. Doesn't throw a lot of picks either. But you've got to make C.J. Stroud absolutely miserable tonight. It's got to happen. That is, to me, the key to the Colts winning this football game. Making C.J. Stroud absolutely miserable. And you can do that. 
This Colts defensive front has been great. My concern with the Colts is the secondary. Obviously, if you have Kenny Moore back, that would be great. The secondary has played well. Some of these young guns have stepped up. C.J. Stroud threw for a lot of yards against the Colts in week, uh, what was it, week three? What was that, week three? Week two. This week two matchup, C.J. Stroud threw for a lot of yards, 384 with two tutties to be exact, 30 of 47. Now that's one-dimensional football. That's one-dimensional football. That's throwing the football 47 times. Didn't give up a lot of rushing yards. Damian Pierce only had 31 yards against the Colts. Devin Singletary tacked down another 14. If you can force the Texans to be one-dimensional again, and here's the thing, you know you can dominate the run game. The Colts have done well at that all year. I think they gave Derrick Henry a, a, a massive game in the overtime Tennessee game. They still won. Stop one of these dimensions on offense and make C.J. Stroud go out and win this game and then make him miserable. I'm talking to you, Samson Ebicom. I'm talking to you, Quiddy Pay. I'm talking to you, these guys that are getting up the gut, getting these sacks, getting these quarterback pressures. This is where we're going to win this game tonight. It's making C.J. Stroud absolutely miserable. Offensively, control the time of possession. Time of possession. I absolutely hate when I hear Colts fans say, run the damn ball. I hate that phrase. Detest it. I think it makes us look like the biggest Midwestern rednecks you've ever seen. Run the damn ball. But for real, run the fucking football. <clears throat> Again, Zach Moss. You would love to see Zach Moss back tonight. Haven't heard a thing. Don't know how that's going to go. Let's see if we can find a internet dive in here. Colts injury report. Because, you know, as these things go, I could very well have, I could very well have outdated information already. So we've got Chris Lammons out tonight. Then, uh, yeah. Yeah, Defoe's just been resting. He's, he was never not going to play. Still Ryan Kelly questionable. Q's questionable. Kidney's questionable. Zach's questionable. Braden Smith is also questionable. Um, Braden Smith had full practice on Thursday. Uh, full practice on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, Zach Moss, full practice Wednesday and Thursday. Kenny Moore, full practice Wednesday and Thursday. Limited practice still for Q. I got to think Q's going to play, though. And then uh, Ryan Kelly did not practice Wednesday and limited practice on Thursday. With Ryan Kelly, uh, and again, love Ryan Kelly. Love Ryan Kelly. But... Will Fries has done a good job stepping in at center when needed. Again, this these things will continue to update throughout the day, and a lot of things we won't know until game time. 
you know, especially with the Colts being on the being at home. You know, these guys don't have to travel; they don't have to do any of this stuff. So, yeah. Again, Kenny Moore to me is the big one. You got to have him. Zach Moss would be huge to have Zach Moss, and we all know what's on the line. Indy wins. Jacksonville loses or ties. Indy is the champions of the AFC South. I'd like to recap that real quick and how good that sounds considering that for this season, the Colts spent a lot of time without their feature back and most of the time without their number four overall pick starting quarterback. Anthony Richardson looks promising. Life's good. The future looks bright. That's not an option tonight. Tonight, it's all about the man who has literally stepped up and helped elevate this Colts team to a team that can contend for the playoffs despite the guys they're missing. Tonight's about old Gardner Minshew. And look, man, I'm going to say this. If you don't appreciate the things that Gardner Minshew has been able to do for this team this season, you're insane. 15 touchdowns, uh, 16 touchdowns, nine picks. This this Raiders game, this Raiders game right here, 15 and 23 for 224 and a tud. That's what you need out of Gardner Minshew. 15 and 23, go over 200 yards, add a tutty pass in there. Take care of the football. That's what you need from Gardner Minshew. And he can give you that. He can deliver that. I have no question that Gardner Minshew will be fine tonight. Gardner Minshew played great in the first Texans game. So when Anthony Richardson went out, he came in and did and did wonderfully. No question. Gardner was is going to be fine. The cast around him, Jonathan Taylor. 96 yards rushing against the Raiders, and I think the Raiders defend the run better than the Texans. I think Jonathan Taylor can have a huge night tonight. I hope they've circled his name on the game plan, and I really hope, I've said this four times already, but I really hope Zach Moss is back tonight. Offensively, this downfield connection with Gardner Minshew and Alec Pierce. Of course, Pierce had one catch for 58 yards, 58-yard touchdown catch. We saw it. I like this downfield connection with Alec Pierce. I like the developing trust between Alec Pierce, Shane Steichen, and Gardner Minshew. <clears throat> Call these plays. Let the man get downfield. It's what he does best. Josh Downs and Michael Pittman Jr. are going to bail you out of situations that you shouldn't have got yourself into, but you did because you're a backup quarterback. That's what they do. Josh Downs is 50-some yard, what, 50-yard grab early in the first quarter on the first drive. Minshew and all the trouble. Josh Downs gets to space. That's that's the brilliance of Josh Downs. He understands. My guy needs help. So many people would just come back to him. Come back to him no matter what. Because you're taught that when you're young. Come back to your quarterback. You're taught to come back to your quarterback. That's not always the case. If you're not in space, coming back and crowding your quarterback does nothing. Find space. Find a hole. Get yourself an open area where he can throw the ball to. 
and you can go get it. And that's exactly what you saw in that third down play. That's the kind of stuff that Josh Downs can do. Michael Pittman Jr. has solidified himself as a number one receiver. All the chatter this offseason. We need a true number one. We need a true number one. MPJ is like, hey, motherfuckers. I'm here. And he's shown without question that he belongs here. Had a slow day against the Raiders. Five grabs for 46 yards. Slow day, period. Not a fast-paced game. We're going to leave this Falcons game. Try to analyze our shit and what went wrong. I mean, aside from Gardner throwing a pick, he was 20 of 37. It's really bad. We were without Michael Pittman Jr., and we saw how much that matters. Josh Downs had six catches for 39 yards. But Josh Downs had to become your feature wideout. And you don't want that. You don't want that. To me, Michael Pittman Jr. was the difference in this game. Okay. Try again. The old TikTok lives having issues. It's what it is. We'll work out all these bugs as the year goes on. But Josh Downs does not need to be your feature wideout. That's MPJ's job. And to me, that was the difference in this Falcons game. That in the defense was trash. 406 total yards, 229 passing yards. That's about standard. But the 177 rushing yards, <clears throat> 6.3 yards per play. That's why Atlanta wins this game. That's why Atlanta wins this Colts game. It's hard to win when you give up 29 points. Just hard to do. We saw the defense fall backwards all day long. Now, the good news about that is it's really the only time you've seen that. The Steelers got out on top of the Colts 13-0 real quick, and then they figured their shit out. This Colts team is really, really good at home. At home, this Colts team is good. Slightly better record on the road. But they're a different football team at home. They're just played differently. Things work better. Let's look at some home losses. Last time the Colts lost at home was to Cleveland. 39-38. Trying to make sure I have this right. That's the last time the Colts lost at home. Was to Cleveland. 39-38. They also lost to New Orleans at home, 38-27. Mind you, you're hearing these numbers. The Jacksonville lost at home. Week one. The Rams lost at home. All these games, this was a different Colts team that played really well and didn't win. Could have won. You look at all these games, the Rams game, we went to overtime, should have won that. The first Jacksonville game, should have won that. That Cleveland game, should have won that. 
didn't win that, but those are three games. Look at that. Three games. So now you talk about being 12 and four. 12 and four. You know where you are if you're 12 and four? You've clinched the playoffs and the two seed. That's how close this Colts team is to being that good. Missing most of the season with the feature back, missing almost all of the season with the number four overall selected starting quarterback. That's how close this Colts team is to being that good. A lot of people say we were robbed of the Cleveland game. We robbed ourselves of the Rams game. We robbed ourselves of the first Jaguars game. They're different at home. Look at some of these road losses. Cincinnati, bad loss. Atlanta, bad loss. Let's see here. They only lost three on the road to Jacksonville. A bad loss, 17-point loss. Their three road losses were bad. Three of their four home losses probably should be dubs. So despite what the record says, this Colts team is different at Lucas Oil Stadium, and you're going to see that tonight. You're going to see every ounce of that tonight. Now, I don't care what the odds say. I don't care if the Colts are plus 110 to win or a two-point underdog. I don't care about any of that. If I've learned anything about sports betting, it's that these things aren't set up based on odds. They're set up based on where the money's at. Based on where the money's at. To say that the Colts are a two-point underdog is bullshit. Is absolute bullshit. The spread is two. My understanding of sports gambling has changed wildly. And I'm new to this. And again, I'm not doing so much gambling right now, but I'm new to this whole thing. Relatively. But I have recently learned that odds in sports gambling are not based on a team's actual odds to win. It just doesn't work like that. We're not two-point underdogs. Over under a 47 and a half, they're anticipating a mid-scoring game. You know, a 28-20, a what, 28-20 game would get you there. 27-23, get you over there. I think the Colts go over 30 tonight. I think this team is motivated. I've listened to Gardner talk. I've listened to Shane talk. I've listened to JT talk. This team is motivated. It's exciting to see how motivated they are. And again, I, I can tell you this much. If I have to come in here tomorrow and rant about the Colts and how they shouldn't have lost this game, it's going to be a bad day. I'll tell you that much. It's going to be a really bad day. 
I don't want to do that. But I want I want that 18th game. As a fan, as a guy who likes to talk about football, I want that 18th game. We're this close. And you think about all the times, all the times throughout the season we were this close. This close. They don't get that Browns game stolen from them. What are we even talking about today? What are we even talking about today? How the Colts hold the tiebreaker over the Texans, and no matter what happens today, the Colts are going to win the division? Or maybe if Jacksonville wins and the Colts, you know what I mean? Like, what are we talking about today? Where's the scenario then? You would think, since it only takes a win today, that we would be clinched. And this conversation would be a little less anxious. My wife said something to me last night. I told her I was a little anxious about this, you know, Saturday night Colts game. I, I'm not ready for, for Colts football to be over yet. She said, you're anxious about something you have no control over. All right, you win. All right, you win. Fine. Still, I can't wait for tonight, man. I cannot wait. If you join me at Ziggy's tonight for the game, uh, feel free to do that. We've got about 13 TVs plastered around that place. It's going to be a great viewing experience. But we do have live music tonight, so watch football. Enjoy live rock and roll music. going to be a great time. It's going to be an amazing time. So... I like the Ravens to win the night. I like the Colts to win the night. I like the Colts to put up 30 plus. I think the Colts I think we're I think we're going to show the National Football League that we belong in the playoffs. This has not gone well for us historically. We remember we remember Jacksonville when all Carson Wentz had to go and do was beat the Jaguars. That's all he had to go do. We remember. This week 18 shit has not gone well historically for Indy. Different today. Different today. Lots of other, lots of other cool things going on though. All right. This whole week 18 is packed full of just fun games. The scheduling guys did a great job this year. Ravens, Steelers, Colts, Texans tonight, 4.30 and 8.15, respectively. Uh, tomorrow, Jags, Titans, finding out which team of the AFC South teams will claim that division. It's going to be the winner of the Colts-Texans game tonight. If the Jags lose tomorrow, which Mike Vrabel says, I'm motivated. I fucking hate losing is precisely what Mike Vrabel said. They're not mailing shit in. Trevor Lawrence, still not sure if he's going to play. Ryan Tannehill getting the start for the Titans. It's a lot to be seen there. Vikings-Lions. Old Dan Campbell's got himself a got himself an NFC North title and a playoff berth. I bet he doesn't mail shit in. Haven't looked into that game a whole lot. Will look into that game as, as the uh, coming minutes, you know, 
come and go. That's my next assignment. Falcons Saints, Falcons trying to keep themselves alive in the playoff hunt, maybe even win that division. Jets Patriots, that's just two shitty football teams. Buccaneers Panthers, Buccaneers win. They win the NFC South. Browns Bengals. I don't know. I, I don't I don't think the Browns can change seed. I think they're gonna be the three seed no matter what. So I think uh I think the Browns are fine. And the Bengals, obviously. Great story though, man. Browning, that kid can play ball. That kid can play ball. The Bengals uh losing Burrow for the year, which which sucks because I'm I'm a big Joe Burrow guy. I like Joe Burrow. I hate to see him get injured. But that Browning kid came in and played very well. Hopefully he can uh Seal off his uh, opportunity with a with a big showing today. Maybe get himself a contract. Bears Packers. I don't know. This doesn't make sense to me. Tomorrow four twenty five. The Bears and Packers. The Packers are eight and eight, and honestly have every path you can think of to get to the playoffs. Like it, it the way it looks, it would be difficult for the Packers to miss the playoffs. Check this out. They win, they're in. They win, they're in, and I think they're a better team than the Bears, but I think the Bears are battling hard as of late. Justin Fields like, fuck all this quarterback talk shit. I'm the guy, and I, I agree 100%. I think Justin Fields is exactly what Chicago should do to solve their quarterback problem. Uh, Green Bay can win. Green Bay tie, Seattle lost or tie, New Orleans lost or tie. Green Bay tie, Seattle lost, Tampa Bay lost. Green Bay tie, Seattle tie, Tampa Bay loss or tie. Five and six don't have anything to do with the Packers. Minnesota loss, Seattle loss, Tampa Bay loss, or Minnesota loss, Seattle loss, New Orleans loss. No matter what the Packers do. Well, Let's dive in. Minnesota's got the got the Lions. I, I I've said this. I don't think Dan Campbell's mailing shit in. The old Seahawks play Arizona. They've been hot. So there's your Minnesota and Seattle loss. The problem for the Packers is Tampa Bay and New Orleans. New Orleans has uh, Atlanta. Tampa Bay has Carolina. And that is the worst division in football. Anything can happen though, week 18. Anything can happen. Commanders, Cowboys, if I'm not mistaken, Dallas is still a 13 and a half point favorite in that game. They are now an even 13 point favorite. Honestly, my pick there is Commanders plus 13. I think the Cowboys should be on upset alert, and I don't know why. This game's in Washington. The season's coming to an end. Cowboys upset alert. Listen to me as I tell you. Now I might I might be completely wrong. Of course, that's a risk I take every time I say some shit to a microphone. Watch Cowboys Commanders. My pick is Commanders plus 13. Cowboys are on upset alert. Broncos Raiders. No playoff implications for those two teams. However, definite playoff implications for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's all about tie-breaking scenarios, and it's wild. Eagles, Giants. Is Philadelphia gonna? I mean, what are we? What are we dealing with here? 
what are we dealing with with the Eagles? I mean, because honestly, this has not been pretty. They're 11 and 5 now. This is a team that was supposed to run the NFC. I don't trust San Francisco either. The NFC playoffs are going to be wild. Yeah. Old Philly. Philly at New York. I don't know what we're going to see, man. I, I truly I truly don't. And of course, you got Seahawks Cardinals. We talked about that. Arizona playing really well as of late. 49ers Rams. 49ers arresting some guys. Um, I still think they'll win. They're just that good. Um, against teams like the Rams, uh, Chiefs, Chargers, KC is uh, KC is my team to watch in these playoffs. That's my team to watch in these playoffs because the reality is they're not that good. Colts and Houston tonight, absolutely. KC is my my team to watch in these playoffs because they're not that good. Uh, they don't have a receiver that can catch a cold. It's a bad situation. A real bad situation for Kansas City. You know, getting to the playoffs, the tide may turn, but KC's in trouble. They don't start learning how to, how to connect downfield. Patrick Mahomes is such a downfield thrower and a good one, an accurate downfield thrower. And doesn't have a receiver that can catch gold. And, of course, the second biggest game of the weekend. Bills-Dolphins tomorrow night, 8-20, Sunday night football, closing the season out like they always do. Bills-Dolphins for the AFC East. And this is literally an AFC East championship game. Now, what's crazy to me about this is the Bills haven't clinched anything. The Bills can win the AFC East with a win, and I think they will. They clinch the playoffs if they tie, or Pittsburgh loses or ties, or Jacksonville loses or ties, or if Houston and Indy tie, the Bills clinch the playoffs. Just Houston and Indy tying. So just looking at any of those teams to not gain ground on the Bills, I genuinely think the Bills are going to win this game in Miami tomorrow. Um, and I worry about Miami. Miami is another team. You know, you talk about teams in the AFC that are suspect here at the end of the year. Miami's one of them. And again, they've talked about how they've done in teams uh, with winning records against teams with losing records and, the contrast in those games, and it's real data, and it matters. The Dolphins have absolutely spent their season beating up on teams that, that aren't going to the playoffs. When it comes down to playing good, they got embarrassed by Baltimore. I mean, absolutely embarrassed. This is a Miami team who was in talk of being the number one overall seed in the AFC. Baltimore embarrassed them. Lamar Jackson made their defense look silly. So Buffalo, Miami, in Miami, which, okay, shed a little light toward the Dolphins down there in Miami. But uh, honestly, like, if you're a Buffalo Bill, who in the fuck wants to play this game in Buffalo? 
to January in Buffalo. Bill's actually a two-and-a-half-point favorite. So packed here, not going downtown. I'll be honest with you, man. I bet I bet Houston's an exciting place tonight. Um, I have to go to work, otherwise I'd be somewhere enjoying this game with a with another with a slew of rowdy Colts fans. But uh, it's all on the line tonight. It's a big deal. Uh, tonight's a, a massive game. Indy Houston. Lucas Oil Stadium. I'm a little insulted that the Colts are two-point underdogs. Again, I don't like that terminology, but Colts plus two. Hosting the Texans tonight with everything on the line. The winner goes to the playoffs, possibly wins the division. The loser gets nothing and likes it. The loser is done. And we've seen this play out for the Colts so much, and I'm tired of it. I'm tired of this coming down to this last week of the season. You feel all this momentum. You just got a big win against a Raiders team that had been playing really well, a team that's rallying around their head, their interim head coach. They want him to stay permanently. <laughs> be a great time. Great time. The old Texans. Let's just, uh, Texans got a huge win over the Titans last week. But uh, before that, Browns, Jets, Jags. It'd be the Broncos and the Titans again in there somewhere. Went over the Cardinals. That's a big one. Went over the Bengals. That's a big one. They lost to the Panthers which I'm sure is film that everybody's watching because how in the fuck is that possible? Got a two-point win over the Bucks. Texans did beat the Saints. Falcons also got the Texans. Texans beat the Jags back earlier in the season. Look, I, I can't think of a better game than tonight at 8 15. Colts, Texans, it's going to be awesome. I, I want to, I want to stay talking about this forever, but I know that doesn't do me any good. Um, so we're gonna, we're gonna call this a pod. That's a preview for tonight. Um, from the obvious bias of a Colts fan, that's a preview for tonight. Um, tomorrow at eleven a.m. Of course, we'll recap the Colts game and uh, talk about the uh, rest of the games, the rest of the slate that's happening tomorrow and the scenarios for everyone to clinch tomorrow. So, whoo, let's go. Let's go. What a big day. What a big day. Saturday night in Indy, Colts, Texans. Ugh. That's a podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the Sean B. Show is ending now. <laughs> and uh, be back. Uh, I'll be back on the live stream tomorrow on YouTube at Second String Media, 11 a.m., we're talking about the rest of these Sunday games and reacting to the Colts game, win or lose, but win. We'll see you.